fighting against the woke establishment, rhino Republicans, and anyone else that stands in his way. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio. All right, hello and welcome. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on the Red Future Radio Network. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are here at the Reawakening Reawakening America Tour. Clay Clark's putting it on. It's a wonderful time. I'm here with Bethany Bartlett. She is a social media influencer of all types, right? Uh, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. I'm sure you're on it. And uh, she's got a lot of followers trying to inspire people to get involved in all kinds of stuff. So, uh, brought you on to the show. Thanks for coming on and thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, uh, one question I have for you uh, is about the Reawakening Tour. And how, do, how, how are you liking it? Is it a good, a good time, you think, or what? Yeah. I mean, today has been a little bit different. Yesterday, I actually went into the room and kind of sat and listened yeah. to a lot of the um, speakers and different things. Um, I, I, I've done Freedom Tour and even CPAC and some other things so I think I was expecting it to be more like that so when it had such a faith inspired um, like feel I, I didn't know that when I looked into it and I'm a Christian so I was like yeah. well, this is awesome yeah. right like so, what time did you get here the first day the first day I got here like 8 30 today I got here all, around 8 39 so. all the all the worship music playing outside yeah. and everybody just kind of like getting the spirit up I mean yeah it was a, it, like to start off a conference like that, I mean, can't, you can't get no better, you know what I mean, no. Christianity-wise and whatnot. So, yeah, I love that Curly Clark brings that in. But, like, what do you think about, like, down here where we're at, looking around, like, all these influencers, you know what I mean, all these other podcasters and stuff? Like, what do you think about that? Well, I think we're seeing this boom in podcasters or, like, little independent medias all everywhere because people have lost complete trust in the mainstream media. Amen. You know, other than the regular, like, people that are putting it on, I would say, like, in the boomer kind of generation, yep. they throw it on, they leave it on all day, and that's their news. But those of us with common sense are saying, no, they're be- we're being spoon-fed lies, yep. and we're seeking alternative measures. So. so, honestly, like, this is probably going to be the new mainstream, like, hopefully, right? That, if we yes, keep our c- country back on track. And these reawakening conferences will probably not even be allowed to be here anymore, because hopefully they're, they're so big. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to need almost football stadiums or something, you know what I mean, to fill these up. When that, I mean, hopefully that's the direction we're going. And I think I think we are. Obviously, you look at how nasty our country has been, you know, heading. You got the billion dollars to Ukraine um, just to push on the, during the COVID, you know, the vaccines, the masks, everything that's happening. Then you got the Hunter, Hunter Biden laptop. We obviously know our leaders are corrupt and everything else. But... Uh, I feel like people are seeing it finally. You know what I mean? People are wanting to get involved and start running for office and making a change. And I think people, uh, you know, like going to this event for sake, you know what I mean? Just seeing all the people that are so inspired about what Clay Clark's doing, what everybody else is doing. And, um, uh, you know, just the 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 amount of people that are getting involved to help save the nation because they know that it's this close to being gone like is pretty is pretty crazy and you know i don't know if you've ever thought about it but you know i've definitely thought about it getting involved in office and running for office i have before when i was 18 but is that something that you know interests interests you um absolutely i have 
a lot that I think I need to learn. I didn't grow up with any sort of political background. I didn't really even care about politics. I honestly lived in a bubble where I really, truly believed that it didn't really matter. And then COVID happened. And I think when COVID happened, they were able to really control a bunch of people, but then they released monsters and a bunch of us that opened our eyes and said, something's not right here. And then we all went down rabbit holes or we went searching, seeking for different answers because what they were feeding us felt wrong. And now I think I'm like, I, w- I would like to be an instrument of change, maybe run for something. But I want to make sure I set myself up for success, not failure. Yep. So I want to learn a little more before I jump into that. But I do. Amen. If you don't mind me asking, I know it's obviously a medical choice, but how do you feel about the, the uh, mRNA vaccine that they rolled out during COVID? See, for me, what is so interesting is like, prior to that, I mean, I guess I got vaccines as a kid, but I yeah. never really did. I, I didn't follow up. I, I really avoid the doctor, not for any reason other than, you know, maybe it was... You know, I didn't want to pay money or whatever, but I haven't had to. But um, when this came out, it opened my eyes because I was like, why are they pushing so hard to make people take something that isn't even approved yet? So that right there was the red flag. Like, I didn't really need, like, I, yeah, I went down rabbit holes and I found out a lot more, but that was the ultimate thing for me. And then when they started mandating, it felt like a social experiment. Yeah, yeah, right. It felt like they were trying to see, okay, this group over here, they took it, we didn't have to even, we just told them they needed to take it, and they went and got it. We had to threaten these people, they were going to take their job, take their livelihood, how they feed their family. We coerced them, they did it. Then we've got subgroup C over and here, we had to bribe. no way, no how. Then we had to bribe these people by saying, oh, if you get a vaccine, you can be entered in a vaccine lottery. You know what I mean? Like that stuff. Or did they the have French that? fries, for God's sake. Yeah, like they were yeah really, free they French were fries, a free donut, stuff. a free donut from Krispy Kreme, yeah. like... What the heck? Just to get a vaccine. And people would go out and do it. And it's also, you know, it's crazy to think that. But, you know, this, the safety of it and what I what I really want to uh, be able to ask General Flynn when, you know, hopefully we're able to speak to him here soon, is what does he have to say about, obviously, Donald Trump kind of, I don't know, just, it kind of like doesn't call out the vaccine. Like, I feel like a lot of these leaders here on that stage, Clay Clark, for instance, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I could just name off the list of all the leaders that have called out the vaccine for obviously probably a bioweapon or something of mass destruction. You know? So I'm waiting for Donald Trump to come out and say, like, yeah, this is that's not good, you know, but also, too, that's I don't know, you know, because that's that's kind of like where I'm at with that. And I don't know how you feel with that or whatnot. I'm still Trump 2024. I will be. He, I mean, he did whatever he could during COVID, and I think that he, the, the main thing he always said is about choice, which I agree with that. I don't shame anybody for getting the vax, you know what I mean? Like, you get the vaccine, that's fine, that's your choice, 100%. And honestly, like, if, you know, I don't believe in transgender restrooms and all of that stuff, but if you want to go be trans, like, and you want to spend money to get a surgery, I mean, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you're an whatever. adult. If you're an adult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're an adult, 18 plus, not the 17 or 16-year-old crap. That's like, yeah. whatever. But, you know, I don't know how you feel on that or... or well, I'll go back to the first thing, because yeah. when it comes to Trump, I mean, I, I'm not the president of the United States. I can't imagine what that pressure oh, man, feels like, right? and you're stuck between, you know, you're damned, damned if you do, damned if you don't. So I think, you know, he's kind of trying to straddle the fence with that. Um, but I do know, I've, I've spoken to a few people that really, when he was trying to push a lot of it, it was more the um, the uh, the other things, like not necessarily ivermectin, but all the, what, what was the yeah. word, the other... The, uh, remdesivir? No, because that's really horrible, too. You're saying the good uh, the, stuff? Yeah, the, oh. the, the, that they were doing... Put, it's a normal uh, word placebo. that I... 
placebo? Yeah. No, no, no. It's a normal word that I'm not finding right now, but not pharmaceutical was definitely talking about the vaccine he still doesn't shut up about how he rushed it and he got yeah. it there a lot of that's his ego or whatever and i think he now understands that maybe that he blew the call on that yeah but it was no all the the things that the cocktails they were all taking oh yeah that was all just as important and that's what he got so when he got sick with covid he was taking all of those things and he was really trying to push that and everything was kind of wrapped up in one. And that's the way I've heard them walk it back a little bit. Like, yeah. oh, it wasn't as much talking. That's why he's always preached choice when it comes to that. But I do agree. I feel like if he just called it out, that would be a oh, huge yeah. win. However, he does have those people that even, there were plenty of conservatives that still got the vaccine because they're oh, out yeah. of fear. Yeah. And he doesn't want to lose those folks. No. So he's still straddling the fence. Yeah. Just to keep, you know. And I don't know if you noticed his answer in his town hall meeting about abortion, but it was, like, perfect, you know what I mean? He would not say, like, yeah, I'm going to go sign a, a, net, a national abortion ban. You know, he just said, I'm going to do what's right for the country. Exactly. Because what's that give a headline on CNN? Donald Trump's going to exactly. sign a national abortion ban. We all know how touchy that issue is. Yeah. I'm not saying that there's not a lot of people that stand for life, but it is a very, very touchy issue. It is. And, you know, he's just politically smart and said, you know, I'm going to yeah. do the right thing for the country. And evidence by that, because I am a firm believer, this is just my opinion, the reason, one of the biggest reasons we lost the midterms is because Lindsey Graham came out right two weeks before and started talking about a federal abortion yeah, ban. Yeah. And I, I'm not Let, a fan of his at all, but no. I think that was instrumentally done yeah, on purpose. Instrumentally done, and it's almost, yeah, because he knows the political science Absolutely. about everything and he knows what's going to cause this to cause that and uh yeah i mean that that is really disgraceful on his part and lindsey graham is crazy but before we get talking about some other stuff we'd like i'd like the listeners to know about you and you know and what you're doing and you know because i you know it's pretty cool all the followers and stuff you got on uh tiktok and stuff i only had one uh cool video go viral on tiktok you'll have to watch it sometimes yeah i will definitely i was in cape coral and um i literally was you know alex stein He's a comedian, and he does a little bit of political stuff. I'm sure you've seen his videos before, and I'll send you his stuff over. But uh, I did kind of like a replication of him. But he goes up, and he acts like he's a Democrat, but he'll say, like, out-of-pocket out of things, like, way out-of-pocket. Like, I got eight vac or I want eight vaccines or something like that. Then the guy that I was talking to turned around and said, well, I got six vaccines. How can you get eight? And I'm like, you have six of them already? Like, what the heck? You know what I mean? Like... I didn't say that in my video, but, like, people were in the comments were laughing because they're like, oh, my gosh, he actually got six vaccines. But anyway, you know, that's what I did. But anyway, back to, uh, back to what's about, what's about uh, I mean, Bethany. Randomly, I guess, like a lot of people, I, I stumbled upon TikTok and the COVID lockdown. Prior to that, I didn't care about any social media at nope. all. I was a fitness competitor, so I used Instagram to promote my fitness. Um, and then I went down, got on TikTok. First, I just watched videos, then I made videos. Like, this is really fun. And then I had a couple of viral videos not doing anything to do with politics at all. Really? I was telling jokes. And because I was a fitness competitor, I was very um, comfortable in a bikini. So, yeah, yeah. like, I would do jokes in a bikini. And I, then, then that turned into, well, now the election. And I came out and I wore a Trump bikini and I said, I'm voting for Trump. And then I started getting oh, yeah. blown up, but so much hate at the same time. But I was getting really into, like, into politics, so I started talking and using my voice rather than just like my body for likes. <laughs> and um, 
it, I, it just kind of spiraled from there until now all of a sudden now I don't even want to do that type of stuff anymore and everyone's like just please go back to being in the bikini or whatever right, and I'm like right. oh so you were fine when I was doing that but when I started using my brains and my voice yeah, exactly. then all of a sudden you have a problem Exactly. So and that only just fueled me to want to use well, man, my voice more. <laughs> I hope you just inspired some women that watch the show to maybe use their brains a little bit more because we definitely need uh, people to start using their brains. I mean, and then like you taking that, turning it into, you know, and I'm not saying that. I mean, it's good to be uh, an influencer, and people need to understand that conservative conservatism is good, and voting for Trump is good, and it, you're not a racist for voting for Trump. Or uh, I'm not like a a, a woman I, a woman abuser because I like Donald Trump, you know. And everybody thinks he's a rapist and stuff like that. But yet, all of his supporters, like a lot of his supporters, a lot of the people that he works with in the White House and like in his executives, were women. You know what I mean? And they have all good things to say about him. And it's weird, you know, how that how that is even the case with uh, some things. You know what I mean? But anyway. Uh, if I, if I could give Donald Trump one, one, if, like, if he wanted any advice from some random person, like, they need to show more of who he really is. Yeah. Because we see the one side that, that doesn't offend me. I think he's hilarious, the things he says. Like, I'm not a feminist, so none of that bothers me. But they blow all those videos up. But, the, like, they, we need videos of all the people that he has helped, the things that he's done that he doesn't tell anyone about. He has done so many amazing things yep. for so many people because I've seen those videos, yep. but they don't go viral, viral. because nope. no one wants people to see that side of him. So I just heard of this story from Donald Trump. I don't know what year it was, maybe 96. His pilot's uh, wife had breast cancer. His pilots didn't. His pilot's wife and family didn't see a dime of any of it, or like they got like Trump covered everything, uh, yeah. everything for her treatment. And I and that was like years ago and I just now heard about that and I have been digging into Donald Trump's life ever since he started running you know because I was I, I think I was 16 or 17 in 2016 when he announced so I couldn't vote in 2016 I got to vote for him in 2020 and I'm like dude I don't even I, I've never heard of Donald Trump not until he ran for office seriously I don't know never seen the apprentice nope never watched the apprentice and never even heard of him so right when he was right when he was talking and I was like what like I really like what he's saying and, you know, it just kind of stuck, and he, he literally got me involved in politics, honestly. That's you know so what I mean? So that, Cause he, you know, cause I, like, that's, So you knew The Apprentice, right? Well, I knew. No, before that, it's like this is the thing that baffles me the most when people say, like, how he's this horrible racist and all this. He was the guy that, like, in the beginning of, like, R&B, when that whole thing kind of started, and they, like, some musicians couldn't get on their feet, and they couldn't get loans to get the get whatever they needed to like try to make videos or promote a record or do this he was giving them no get, interest loans and helping these people get off their feet and not like getting touted in the media for doing any of this so then when people call him a racist it's like those same people that are calling him a racist now wouldn't be who they are or where they are without, him. without his help yep. it's baffling yep. and everyone loved him and they wrote about him in songs like I know yeah. Trump you know how many rap songs with Donald it's Trump's name in it right and then the second he announced that he he was running for president as a conservative. Yep, it was the over. The whole thing, the script flipped. Yep, script flipped. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It makes me, uh, it makes me wonder, like the people that, you know, he helped out, like, like you see him ride on uh, airplanes with like Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? Uh, I think Oprah, Oprah was like a, yeah, was a big fan. And uh, Mike Tyson, but I don't think Mike Tyson ever came out and said anything negative against Trump though. 
But, like, that's another thing, too. All the people that really believe he's a racist, how, I mean, how does a racist, how does a racist, he's, like, the worst racist ever if he's a racist, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, Well, and then that's also where we've come in this country, too, where we've taken words and diluted them. Words that used to carry so much weight, where if someone called you that, it would, like, cut you to the core. Now if someone calls me that randomly every day on TikTok, really? it means nothing because they've diluted the word. They call everybody that now. Uh, if you had to pick, because I'm pretty sure your biggest platforms are Instagram and TikTok. Um, yes, yes, probably. I think YouTube was almost as big, but they've killed my account. Oh, it's done. Like, you have no more? I mean, no, it's, or it's still just there. shadow banned? It's just shadow banned. Like, I was getting 300,000 views, and now I'm getting 1,000. Yeah, that's and definitely something wrong yeah, there. Yeah, I got two violations. Yeah. So. I got the one violation and just said I'm going to stop posting on here because if I do anything funny, because I like the comedy world, too, like any videos or whatnot that can't get me banned, you know what I mean? I'm going to put them on YouTube because you still want that option to get you know your content out there but you know because it's all about spreading the message you know and it's crazy like you you know what i mean you're just you just kind of did it i wouldn't say on a whim but you know you're kind of felt it in your heart like hey i'm gonna start you know speaking out Mm -hmm. and you did and now you're growing successfully and it's hard to come out of you know come out of a situation where you've never really been in the spotlight you know what i mean and then all of a sudden like you have thousands of people that follow you on social media and they're looking at you and they're paying attention to what you're doing every day and then you know you got to kind of like follow the you know you got to keep make sure you're you know doing what you say and all of the rest and it almost seems like the people are just like nagging and what i want to ask is um like tiktok or instagram there's a lot of liberals on both of those accounts and i don't know if you tried out through social have you tried yeah yeah. And I don't. Do you think I don't the traffic? Use it often. Yeah, just I feel like the traffic's not like. It feels like the, yeah. I like and, co- video content. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. More like Twitter, TikTok, and the reels. So, yeah. but are the liberals like every 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 post? You probably get somebody or something commenting something negative yeah. about you. Um. So the thing I le- I would say the most valuable lesson that I've learned about all this because I didn't care about social media and I'm of the generation where I remember life before social media existed. So that being said. Um, I don't feel like having followers or being whatever you would consider me has any bearing on my life. It has not changed my life. It's not anything like that. I honestly could care less if it disappeared tomorrow because I don't allow it to have power over me. So that being said, I don't allow the hate to have power over me either because they're not people I know in my life. I've met you. Now that I know you, I would care if you said something that defamed me in some way because I've met you personally. That would have an impact on me. I don't know these people. Half of them don't even have a photo. They're just random people and whatever their motivation is. Yeah, and who knows what their motivation is? They could be like dead inside. Yeah, they just just need a seven-second dopamine hit by bringing someone else down. I don't know. Um, Or they're paid. Who knows? I'm really glad you explained that because that kind of gave me a big, you know, yeah, outlook never on things. give them your yeah, power. Yeah. You don't know okay. them. Who cares? Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. Uh, so you get into the health world, right, too, a lot, like eating and fitness and that stuff? Or? Yeah. Well, that's been my life for seven years. I was a IFBB pro fitness competitor, which is like pro-level bodybuilder Sweet. in the bikini world. So I didn't like look like a dude or anything I just looked like a girl that would you know be on a at the beach um and that was uh my life for seven years I own fitness centers so fitness and health is yeah my husband and I own two gyms with a healthy restaurant and a salon inside I'm a cosmetologist by trade Miami um no in Delray Beach and Boca Raton so 
Um, we've now moved away from that, and I've retired from doing all of those things. But fitness, I believe, deep down, that that's the one thing they can't control is our health and fitness. They want us to rely on big pharma. Yeah. They want us to rely on these things. But if we could take control of our health from the inside and out, you wouldn't need to take drugs to be healthy. Yep. And they wouldn't be able to control you that way. Yep. Um, one thing I know that you're probably very passionate about is you got these people like Lizzo in our society. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I don't like to fat shame because it's wrong, you know what I mean? It's rude, but like, there's, there's, there's times where we can't let ourselves kind of get to where, like, we're, like, I mean, do you glorify, like, you know how they kind of glorify, it's like when they're almost glorifying it, you know what I mean? Like, obesity in this world, and that's a problem. People have shorter lives. You have harder life. They're trying to kill us. Yeah, exactly. They're literally trying to kill us by glorifying And then, and then, and then. They're trying to make us look bad because we're so quote unquote fat shaming and saying, well, that's not right. Well, you know, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, teach, it's just, teach their own yeah, whatever you want to look like. But I'm not going to be um, forced to tell a lie by saying that that's healthy, especially being in the health and wellness industry. Oh, yeah. that that is uh, it is a lie. It's not to say that there aren't someone out there that could be maybe technically obese that has no comorbidities of some sort somehow. But generally, once you get to a, a certain range of obesity, you have at least one, if not two, or three comorbidities. You cannot tell me that that's healthy. It has nothing to do with what looks on the outside. It's all about the inside. So what did you say? Uh, what would be in the inside? You said some name. I, I didn't hear that. A hormopity? Comorbidities. Yeah, what is so that? So comorbidities are like diabetes, heart disease, um, anything that you have, like a health concern that you have that is based on the fact that you are overweight wow. if you were diabetic prior you know like juvenile diabetes that's that wouldn't be the case but if you became diabetic due to obesity that's okay. a comorbidity of being obese and obesity ushers in so many unhealthy comorbidities wow. and that's why you saw that population was the biggest population that in age during covid yeah oh, it generally yeah. only attacked people or killed people that had that, one to three comorbidities yep and so. usually we're, you know, obese. So then say to yourself, so why would they be glorifying that? Because they want us to be unhealthy so they can take us home. Do you remember the movie, uh, is it Up? When, yeah, when they have everybody riding in the uh, chairs when they're all fat and stuff. Or, no, that's Wally, I think. Oh, I haven't seen that. On the I big, think I've seen Up. It was okay, Wally went. Yeah, Wally's that little it was robot. A robot. Yeah, right? and it's Disney, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to try to watch that if you got Disney Plus at home, which you probably don't. Which I don't I think do anybody not. should. No, sorry. But anyway, uh, that that is a movie kind of where it shows, like, yeah, that's literally where they want you. You know what I mean? They want you laying in a chair, hovet- levitating, and then driving you away. Exactly. And, in yeah. your virtual reality. And because like, like nobody's going to be actually present in their own life anymore. They're going to be getting just sitting, getting fed intravenously in a uh, yeah. virtual reality. Virtual they world. Have Isn't way. that crazy too? And like, let's talk about this AI stuff if you don't mind. Um, like AI technology, and uh, we'll finish it up on that. Like, you have AI, and then you have like the virtual reality stuff and all of that crazy stuff. Like, like, isn't that scary to you? Well, especially coming from, like, the era we were seeing these movies for so many that were taking place in 20... Like, I think Back to the Future was, like, 20-something. I don't even remember. But it's nothing like they predicted they would be. But then, like, you you hear someone like Bill Gates coming out saying, oh, we don't need to pause it. We don't need to pause it. Okay, well, this is coming from Bill Gates, the person I probably trust the least in this world. Right. And then you've got Elon Musk over here was actually one of the 
um, beginning people that started OpenAI. Yeah. And he's since left OpenAI, and he's saying, hey, guys, whoa. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes here. We don't have safety measures. So it's not that, okay, it couldn't do amazing things. It could. It can do some absolutely amazing things, but not without safety measures in place. And if one of the people that I think is pretty darn intelligent um, is out there saying we need to pump the brakes. And like I think I've seen Neil deGrasse Tyson and a couple of other people talk about it, and they're all like, we need to slow this down a little bit. Yep. And at least put measures in place so that what we've all feared won't actually come true. Well, yeah, I mean, it's I've seen some pretty weird stuff on social media, and especially with like the Snap. I don't know if you have Snapchat, but they have this new AI. They have this new AI. I heard about it. And it's it like won't. Chat BT on Snap. Yeah, or something. it won't. It won't. It will not leave. Uh, it will not leave the, your phone either. Like it oh. stays on your app. Like you cannot. You cannot. If you want it off, you want it off Snapchat. You got to delete Snapchat. Um, I, yeah, I don't have it. But if you want to do something really fun, I have like three different um, chat BGBTs on my phone. I found the one you can go online and find, and then I put two on. I just try to break it. So I'll ask it conserve like questions that I'm asking for an unbiased answer. Then I call it out on the bias, and it starts like trying to backpedal because these things are programmed by people with a liberal bias. Yeah, this is another indoctrination tool. Who's going to be using this? A bunch of kids writing their term yep. papers. Yep. So they're just going to continue to get more and more indoctrinated because they're taking ChatGPT's word. But it's written like the programmer. It's going to have the the values and the things put in place that that's going to give you. So I've cra- like broken them like three or four different times <laughs> by like calling itself out on its own bias until it just starts spinning and it won't. I, I don't know how to respond. Kind of. Thing. That's sweet. It's really fun. Yeah, I would love to do that to the AI. Break yeah. it down. But uh, yeah, the, it it is scary stuff. I hope that this technology does not take over our lives. You see that um, uh, Wendy's drive-through AI technology is going to be taking your order. You know what I mean? Like these guys just cried for fifteen dollars an hour, and now they got it, and now they that lost a job. Good job, you know? Like well done, you know? Good job. Yeah. See where that did you? But as soon as they do that, oh my goodness. It's going to be busted. I mean, it's going to be on. There's going to be AI everywhere. Well, and this is what I've been saying for years, but as everybody pushes college education, college education, trade, go get a trade. Those are going to be the jobs that will be impossible for a computer to take over until they have robots that are coming out and are actually being able to be a plumber or do, like, even, like, I was a cosmetologist, a service industry. Like, doing people's hair, it may sound like a menial job, but... It's not something a robot's going to be able to take no. over and do. But, you know, being a writer or being this, these chat GPTs can write better, um, po- like, whether it's poetry. Like, they were like, we won't be able to do poetry. We won't have emotion. I, they can write poetry. Yes. That is amazing. That's, those are the jobs that are going to go away. I heard the Writers Guild is on strike because they're afraid that um, they're going to be replaced by AI. So they're going on strike now saying, basically, you can't replace us with AI. And this is influencing like things like, I think, Saturday Night Live and some things like that. So Well, I guess good for them because, yeah, they're, they're good. Kind of trade. Good, yes. Trade, trade, trade is jobs. important. I always kind of wanted to do, uh, I always thought about welding and Welding, that and, stuff. And especially That's if good. you do underwater Electrician. welding. Holy cow. Yeah. Tons of money. My dad was a welder when he was uh, right off the, right out of high school. I'm pretty sure he thought about doing underwater welding and stuff. But I guess it might, it doesn't electrocute you or like it's very. It's dangerous. dangerous. Well, any job that you get paid that much money is going to be yeah. very dangerous. <laughs> but both my parents, my mom and my stepdad were welders. No way. Yeah. Your mother was. My mom was a welder. That's awesome. Pipe fitter and a welder. 
That's yeah, right for like on. ten years. That's sweet, sweet. She went underwater too. She didn't do underwater. No, I, no. Did she did. They just did regular, you know, regular welding. That's but sweet. I just heard the underwater ones make. Yeah, really, really they do fun. make the bank. They yeah. do make the bank. Well, Bethany, this was a lot of fun. Oh. I need you to uh, let everybody know where they can find you on your social media and your new Rumble page. Because hopefully we can get some Yeah, we want to build the Rumble page. So yes. obviously on um, TikTok, I'm 11 Butterflies, which I had no idea I was going to go into what I do now <laughs> Wait, when I chose that name. It's, it's 11 Butterflies? Yeah, that's my favorite sweet. number and my favorite thing God created. So, there you go. Got to love them butterflies. Um, but Rumble, I believe I made the same name. So... Let's do Rumble is 11 Butterflies. Twitter, I'm um, Stacy's mom, I think. And um, Stacy's mom, you got to tell the crowd how that came about. That was just a random, I told a joke. Everybody started calling me Stacy's mom from the song Fountains Away and Stacy's mom. Um, and I changed my name to that because someone had written a nasty Google message on my business page that we had to spend a really? lot of money getting taken off because I was a Trump supporter. So she found They really my went name. to your business. Yep, she saw my name, went to my business, wrote a nasty Google review that we had to pay a bunch of money to take down because she saw my TikTok account. So yeah. So I changed it to Stacy's How low can they go, huh? Exactly. Um yeah, I'm like spacing on even where everything is on my phone, but I'm pretty sure Rumble is eleven butterflies so they can find me there. Sweet, sweet. Well, Bethany, thank you so much for coming thank on the so show. This was such me. a great time. It really was. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio.